Broadcasting from the heart of Southern California in sunny San Diego, United by Peace is proud to present an audio experience. Audio experience. That second voice you've been hearing in the background. It's my guest of the night. Give it up for MC Riddle. Hey, hey. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming. I know um, Brandon couldn't make it. Yeah, unfortunately, Brandon's stuck in LA with work and yeah, he got yeah. stuck up there. He won't be able to make it tonight. So I'm here representing UBB by myself. Adulting, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> you, the truth. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. How are you feeling tonight? Feeling great. That's great. I'm happy to be here. Did you do anything fun last weekend? You know, honestly, I took it easy last weekend. Yeah. I had a lot of family stuff and kind of just hung out. Yeah, that's right. That's fine. So what genres do you specialize in your brand? Well, our brand, United by Bass, specializes in a, a, a number of different things, mm-hmm. uh, from house to techno to drum and bass to bass music. Yeah. Pretty much we run the gamut of the spectrum of all genres of music. That's and really cool. We try to represent you know, everything and kind of have it under one umbrella of, you know, don't be a genre snob and yeah, you know, there's, know. there's good music everywhere. Yeah, definitely, 100%. When was the first time that you got exposed to electronic music? Oh, gosh. When I was 15 years old? Well, Yeah. Uh, it's the first time I heard drum and bass, you know. I mean, I'd heard electronic music. Yeah. Uh, but it kind of had that stigma in my head and kind of was closed-minded about it at the time. I was young. and Yeah, you, you know, didn't was, really know better. Oh, that rave, EDM, <laughs> you know, like, and this was, you know you know, a while ago. And so do you remember your first uh, event that you went to? Ever? Oh, it was like a San Diego underground event uh, before electronic music was actually in the clubs and the, the when bars. It was still at illegal warehouses or something? I mean, back in it, Club Xanth back in the day, which was like a warehouse, you know, uh, I mean, just auto mechanic shops, Otai tunnels to right. Otai lakes. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So yeah. So did, did that change your life? I mean, it definitely did. It, up until that point, I was in reggae uh, bands. Okay. And so I was singing in a reggae band and, uh, you know, was kind of in that world yeah. and wasn't interested. And then I heard drum and bass for the first time and was captivated and kind of, you know, left the reggae thing behind and kind of evolved. In, definitely. So besides the drum and bass, which is, as I can see, your number one, what other genres of that don't include electronic music do you also enjoy? I, I mean, I love music through and through. I mean, my I had an older brother who kind of introduced me to a lot of music as a kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay. anything from Bob Marley to NWA was playing for me when I was when I was young. So, you know, like I said, reggae, hip hop, yeah. rock and roll to Pantera, Slayer, stuff like that. So, I mean, I love music in general. Me too. So I, I get I like a little bit of everything. Like my dad, he's really into the 80s, 70s. 90s and he still DJs, right? Does he? Yeah. That's awesome. And then from my mom, I get like the more Mexican, like I, I know cumbia and banda mm-hmm. and just salsa and all that stuff. And then from my side, like electronic and pop. And so it's like a blend of things. I think I think that's important, though, uh, when it comes to music it, to have, you know, different outlets, but also have different influences. You can't be close minded. Yeah, definitely. And close yourself off from everything. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I value, especially right now coming from you that throws events that you're not like, okay, no, only this, this genre, <laughs> or this subgenre, because there's a lot of music purists out there that are like techno for life or house for life. And how yeah. about you open your mind well, and no, try some new stuff? I agree. And, you know, <laughs> but you're going to find those purists in, in every genre because, you know, I came from drum and bass where, you know, we always kind of, you're either drum and bass or you're, you're, yeah. you're not. You're all in or you're nothing. Exactly. And so, <laughs> you know, we've kind of 
Brandon and I, you know, that was one thing that was very important to us when we started United by Base, mm -hmm. uh, that we weren't closed minded and we, we were accepting to all genres and make it a point to really, you know, try to expand that way with, with everyone, because, yeah. you know, what we've noticed is that a lot of the people who go to the house shows go to the drum and bass shows. Okay. They go to, that's great. They cross over. And so, you know, it's, we have a, a great community here in San Diego of, of people who love music so yeah and then you're just willing to go to try other new genres and other events like even me for example i used to be a little bit more close-minded and oh if i don't know the headliner what's the point <laughs> but now i go to all these events and i don't know half of the artists but i still go and have a good time and enjoy the music it's about the curated it's, vibe yeah you know and then you're you have your friends and the vibe and everything's all right we always, you know, we with SD Union in particular, we always call, called it, you know, our SD DMB Familia, where it was, you know, yeah, you went out because there was the headliner, but you also went out because that was your family and you get yeah. to see them. Oh, you my know. God. Definitely and, the community. Mm-hmm. And how did you and Brandon meet? Oh, well, through drum and bass, through music, years and years ago. Um, we met through shows and, you know, different parties and through the community, we knew each other. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I had started SD Union and he, we met and we kind of talked and we basically were, he had been throwing shows in San Diego for a lot longer. Oh, okay. And so we decided to team up and, you know, it's kind of been best friends, partners since. Wow. You know, we also work in our day Hashtag jobs together. Goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, you know, we work our day jobs together too. So, you know, I spend a lot of time on the phone with him uh, more than I'd like to. But, oh, that's <laughs> no, a beautiful friendship. That's awesome. <laughs> was there a defining moment in your life or something that changed your mind or made you realize that you wanted to continue this journey in the music industry, that you wanted to get involved? I think it's it's because we love the music so much. Uh, you know, we get asked all the time, you know, especially with the drum bass shows, I, I, I tell people all the time, like, if we didn't, if we were in, in it for the, the money, Mm -hmm. And to have a job, I would have left a long time ago. <laughs> you know, we love this music. And, you know, we've, uh, it's kind of an addiction in a sense. You know, Brandon and I joke, you know, like, oh, it's going to be the last one. And then, you know, we start planning the next five. So yeah. it's kind of, it's tough. Uh, but yeah, it, for me, the defining moment really would have would just kind of been, I think it was the first time I went to Audiotistic. Oh, nice. Years and years ago. That was before EDC was even big. EDC was, you know, the small rave. Mm -hmm. um, but Audiotistic back in the day when hip hop was one of the biggest stages there. And I just saw how a festival could bring a community together of like-minded individuals and of just, you know, how you could, music could just change everything. It does. So I, I guess that would be one of the defining moments for me. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I agree. I mean, I remember my first event ever or my first EDC and it was a life changing experience. And I thought, yeah, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep working in this industry. And I've been doing this for a long time. Actually, I started my DJing business when I was 16 with my dad. Nice. So well, you I, mentioned your dad's still DJing. Yeah, he still DJs, actually. I still do it, too, but not as often. Mm -hmm. I feel that I've been doing it for eight years. So I kind of I'm kind of leaning towards other stuff. Send like, for me a example, mix. I, everyone always says, says that, oh, come on, send me something. I'm like, no, no. I've never actually DJed for like a club or something. It's always been like commercial parties, like weddings, mm -hmm. quinceañeras and stuff. So Quinces. I know. They, they party hard, uh -oh. okay? <laughs> All right. So do you... What else? I was, was going to ask something else. Oh, 
what do you think about okay so you mentioned that you have your day job right Correct. and then you do this on the side mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of my guests usually have like a day job or like a like a quote-unquote serious job and then they do that on the side so do you think it's mostly because of lack of money that is is there to be made or is it also because you've also you're so passionate about your other job it's it's tough it's kind of a, a double-edged sword where you know yeah there isn't a lot of money to be made but there is i mean some companies have been successful you know you look at led and cross yeah. you know what they were able to accomplish here in San Diego. Uh, but I think for a lot of the promoters and a lot of the people here in San Diego, especially, like you said, it's, it's, we're a smaller community, you know, we're so close to LA, but so small in comparison. Yeah. And it's tougher for scenes to thrive here, I think. But I think at this point, San Diego is the strongest I've ever seen it. I mean, you look at this Friday, there's, you know, I think eight yeah. shows going on. Yeah. So, uh, it's changed so much, even in this past couple of years or three years when I started barely getting like in the underground scene. Um, now I see all these events happening like all week, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And yeah, San Diego's like that now. You, I mean, if you want to go dance on any particular night of the week, you're going to be able to find somewhere yeah, at this point. you got it. I like to shift my focus on your brand, United by Base. What kind of influences or experiences drove you to create it? I mean, just years of going to shows in San Diego and Southern California, um, kind of growing up through that the SoCal rave scene that kind of shaped the rest of the U.S. in my opinion. Um, you know, you look at Insomniac and what they've done. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, obviously, it's they're huge inspirations as far as you know what you can accomplish with I this. Started from the bottom, now they're like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I guess it, for us, it was just about you know creating memorable experiences for San Diego and for people who, you know, are like-minded and who like what we bring to the table, I guess. Yeah. So, But how did you come up with it? Was it you and Brandon that came up or was it like a big team? Like, you know what, we're going to make this event. We're just going <laughs> to do it. Uh, well, I mean, we, Brandon and I had been partners with our other partner, Eric Yo, uh, with SD union for a few years. And, you know, we had, talked about you know kind of diving back into the house and techno and mm -hmm. and you know multi-genre stuff uh because that's where brandon had come from originally with his events back in you know you know the early 2000s you know that time and so we you know we kind of decided let's do something uh that we can have as an umbrella to all of our events so we came up with united by base yeah you know, kind of our slogan is, we are United by Base, are you? And it's kind of a mm. allude to, you know. Are you? I am united. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just kind of, we're all united under the fact that we, we all love. Music. Electronic music, yes, too. electronic music, specifically. And, and so that was kind of our, our, our thing. And so, you know, Eric, myself, and, and Brandon, we all kind of came together and, and thought of, like, what we wanted to, you know, bring to yeah. San Diego. And that's when we started UBB Presents, mm -hmm. which is kind of like our house and techno events. You know, we have We Love Bass, which is focused on our, you know, multi-genre. So you'll find everything there. And then SD Union, which is one of our staples, is, you know, San Diego's biggest drum and bass event. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, that's kind of, and then, you know, United by Bass is the umbrella to all that. So. Yes. And what is your mission statement for United by Bass? Oh, gosh. I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of just said it as far as, you know, like 
kind of bringing it all, everyone all under, together. All under one all roof, under one. you know, yeah. one community, you know, each one teach one. And, you know, it's, it's all love at the end of the day. Yeah. L- love for music, love for each other, love for our community. I agree. But when I think of bass music, I what usually comes to mind will be, of course, the run bass and trap and dubstep. But you also cover house and techno, even though with the name it's United by Bass. Have you guys ever gotten any criticism because your brand is in strictly bass or something like that? You know, you'll get you, the, you'll get that one or two trolls on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. Um, you know, who've got snide comments. But at the end of the day, really. We don't get too much anything about like down that uh, for the most part, you know, we've gotten an immense amount of support from the community That's great. and, you know, we've made it a point to really try to work with all the other promoters in town and make sure that, you know, that we all kind of stay in communication as best as we can. It's hard to it sometimes. Yeah. Of course. Um, but you know, it's, we did get a little bit backlash, you know, from the drum bass scene. Oh, you guys are, you know, gonna do this and it's you know yeah, for, like you were saying earlier it's like you're in completely or you're not ex- yeah and you know you you still you had that mentality uh, a few years ago but i think a lot has changed as we talked about earlier where you know you're seeing a lot of more of the crossover crowd where people are going to all sorts of events so you're not seeing that real like die hard it's only this it's you only know, a bust. few yeah. haters out there yeah just and, be open and so I want to ask you more about SD Union. How did that brand originate it? And where did the vision come from for SD Union? Well, SD Union started uh, in 2010. Uh, it was kind of when dubstep was really crushing everything in America. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> when Skrillex was it, it, blowing up. <laughs> it was, I mean, dubstep was the, you know. It was, yep. And um, And so we watched the drum and bass community really kind of like, kind of like suffer and kind of die out and you're seeing the show's kind of ending. And, uh, so we saw a lull and, you know, I was kind of tired of it, not drum bass, not being there. So, you know, I took it upon myself to kind of start SD union news and we started at the Ruby room, which is now the marrow in Hillcrest. Oh yeah. And so, you know, I started it and then after about a, you know, half a year, Brandon came in. And then Eric came in as well. And so the three of us kind of really grew SD Union from, you know, being, you know, 15 people listening to drum bass in the marrow to, you know, having a packed house at Spin. Yeah. So. And it takes time, right? It takes a really long time to build something. Hence, we're celebrating our nine-year anniversary in August. Woo! So That's yeah. amazing. So I want to mention how house and techno dominate the underground scene, right? Mostly in San Diego. Yeah. Do you find it more difficult to bring people to your drum and bass events or does the scarcity of bass shows work on your favor i think we've done a pretty great job of making sure that we keep our our customers happy and so that they keep coming back and our attendees you know spread the word and you know marketing is being a big part of it too um you know you you realize that there's a lot of people in San Diego that actually love drum and bass, but don't even know that there's events yeah. half the time. You know, you've, you really, in the last five years, especially, you really have to concentrate marketing everywhere because, yeah. you know, someone's and just then, on Facebook or they're just on Twitter or just on Instagram. So and you also have to reach out to new audiences that have never heard drum and bass before and all the new generations and old and everyone. You mean really. that fast dubstep? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what you get from, from the yeah, younger I mean, people. Like, how do you even manage to have a successful event and reach out to all these different target audiences. 
each one teach one. It's 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 all about uh, our I think attendees. Word of mouth is like most the one that yes. has the biggest impact. Would you say? I, yeah, I would say that. I, I think um, I think you know electronic music rave culture as it is. You know, with EDC being so basically just normal day now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's people are being exposed to drum and bass uh, much earlier and are being more accepted to, you know, more successful, I mean, not successful, but accepting to it, uh, because, you know, it's on the spectrum of these big stages that they're going to. That's what I love about EDC, that you have seven stages with all different types of music. You have hardstyle, like trance and Mm -hmm. dubstep and drum bass and everything. So it really helps other people get exposed to all those different genres and get out of the main stage, you know? Oh, I agree. I, um, you know, I talked to a lot of people at our drum and bass shows and I, you know, I asked them, you know, how did you find out about yeah. AR show or B, you know, how did you come to liking drum and bass? And, you know, you, you get a lot of responses that come along the lines of, you know, I stumbled into the drum and bass room one time at the rave and never left type yeah, of thing. You know, you, you, you get that type of answer. Um, you, you know, as much as it hurt, our scene dubstep really helped our scene. It crushed us and it, it really squashed drum and bass. And, you know, everyone was really into dubstep and the bass music, but what dubstep did at that time was bring a whole new generation of ravers into the scene. And, you know, a lot of the scene from anywhere from house to techno drum and bass and all of it weren't doing themselves any justice because it was kind of, the old guard holding on and not letting the new guard come in and the younger people play. And so you're not going to get that younger crowd coming in that way. Yeah. So course. you got to give people a chance. Of course. I mean, I was given a chance when I was younger. And so it's, it's that type of situation that you want to give back and you, you know, want to try to book anyone that's willing and, and is hungry and, you know, has a passion for it. Yeah. That's the key word. Passion. Passion. Definitely. I would like to know more about We Love Bass. How did you come up with the concept for this event? We Love Bass was actually a concept of Eric Yo, our business partner, who actually lives in Oregon. Uh, he came to me years ago with an idea of, you know, a multi-genre party all under one roof at Spin. And, you know, you book, you know, a dubstep act, a drum bass act, you know, house act, and you put it all under one roof, you know, one big stage, not different stages and so that's kind of where it started and then you know once we all started united by bass it kind of morphed into more of like a full-blown multi-genre party you know we did uh multi-stages three stages at the world beat center a couple years ago and then you know we've kind of taken it into more of an intimate vibe in this last year and kind of put it at the hole in the wall and you know again put everyone on one stage so it's been really fun well it's fun that's where I've been to more shows that where they have like breaks and mm-hmm. drum and bass, like with the Prism event, for yeah. example. But right. it's they're not as talked about as the events at Blonde or Spin, you know. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean that's uh, it, there's kind of a reason, I guess. But house and techno are king here, you know. It's yeah, it's course. hence this Friday again. There's five shows, and you you know it, they're all going to probably do well because there's a lot of people who are into this music and. And love it. Yeah. Whereas with the bass music and drum and bass in particular, it's more of a niche, smaller Extra genre. Extra niche. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like house and techno, it's already niche. But when you think about drum and bass, it's like even more. It's like an, a layer more. Mm-hmm. But it's good that you guys are bringing the sound. We I, Listen, we love drum and bass. Again, if we if we're into 
you know, mu- for the money, we would have left a long time ago. Yeah, like you said earlier. I love drum and bass, and, and you know, we, uh, we have a saying where it's, you know, we love SD, we love DMB, we love SD DMB. And, you know, we, we're very thankful for our community and, and, the, and the support that they've given us and showed for SD Union over the years, which has helped it grow, you know, and the word is spread. And, you know, now we have people coming down from L.A. for our events. There you go. That's amazing. There you go. You're, you're doing great things. <laughs> Thank so you. So what is the most challenging aspect about throwing events in San Diego? I mean, I think it's there's a a few different factors that are challenging. I think, you know, again, competition can be, you know, tough. Um, I think logistics in some sort of situations get tough. I think being so close in proximity to LA, agents and management tend to think that the the fees and should be the same as playing in LA, which is you know can be tough. Whereas, you know, you're, you're talking a a much smaller crowd. Um, I just think throwing an event in general, every aspect of it is the tough part. I I don't think a lot of attendees really have an idea as to how much goes into an event. Yeah. Well, this is a space to tell them how it is (laughs) because like, you're right. And this is why I wanted to create this space because people see the DJ or like the person that's throwing events and they just think like, Oh yeah, it must be so easy. You know, I want to throw my own event and it's just so much fun, but they don't know what happens behind the scenes, all the hard work, all the time and sweat and tears put into it. Oh, I, I, you, you, you're 100% correct. And you know, I do want to shout out all the promoters in San Diego and anyone who, who throws shows because you know, these people get a lot of hate. Because, you know, promoters are tend to have thought of as greedy or as whatnot. But a lot of people don't realize that most promoters are running in the red or just breaking even, you know. Yeah, ye- I, I've been a promoter before. It's not easy. You know, for years, we uh, we call it burrito money. And we would always make a joke because, you know, uh, we we spent a lot of money one time. And we, uh, well, one time. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> but we had uh, Qbert play, uh, legendary uh, turntablist DJ and cost us a, a very large amount of money. And we ended up, you know, making about $7 on the show, like profit. Yeah. And we called it burrito money. We had enough to go get a burrito. And it was kind of like our running gag where it's like, you know, if we have, if we, if we make enough to have, get a burrito at the end of the night, we're happy. Yeah. And, you know, we're happy regardless, you know, Brandon and I talk about it all the time. Like one of our favorite things is when we're standing on stage at spin, you know, you're behind the DJ and you're kind of looking out at the crowd and you, you, you see, see all the smiles and, you know, everyone, everyone losing themselves in the music. And that's kind of like one of those things that keeps us really going, you know. And that was actually going to be my next question. Like, what drives you guys to continue on this journey besides the challenges? And would you say it's that rewarding feeling of seeing all these people happy on the dance floor? 100%. I, I, I think it's there's a certain sense of, you know, you, you get... As a promoter, personally speaking, I, I feel that a lot of satisfaction on my end comes from seeing all of our attendees really enjoying themselves, you know, coming back and bringing new friends because they enjoyed themselves so much. Being a part of our community and being a part of, you know, the conversation and volunteering and, and whatnot with us. And that's the type of stuff that really keeps it going for me. Um, you know, the performing's one thing, but... It's it's really just 
we've built something and we're proud of it. We love it. And we love this music. Definitely an act of love. 100%. That's beautiful. And I, I agree with the feeling. Tell me about your collaboration with Stay Bad and your Stay United event. <laughs> that name just worked out perfectly, by the way. How did it, <laughs> how did it all begin? Uh, you know, uh, Shane, who's part of oh, Stay yeah. Bad. I had them here, actually, before uh, Johnny or Jake and, yeah. and Shane. So, you know, Shane and I, every time we, we do an event at Spin, because I do all the, the camera work for our, our streams and our YouTube page, and so him and I spend a lot of time together in the back because he does all the lighting and, and sound for the club. Mm -hmm. And so one night we were talking, you know, we'd been talking at, and running ideas back and forth. But we had, you know, we kept taught saying that we should team up and that the crew should team up and do a show. Yeah, and it's like, let's do it. Let's do it. And, and, then like, and so, like, you know, I kind of threw it out there and we we're just making jokes. And I was like, well, why don't we call it Stay United? You know, it's we're bringing brands together. Flat, you know, it's flatline, stay bad ourselves you know, let's call it stay united. And it's, it's really, it's showing the community that, Hey, you know, these, these crews can work together and that, you know, there's no love lost. We love, we love stay bad. We love flatline. Yeah, we love all these too. guys. They're, and, they're the homies for sure. You know, we, we, we love the partnership that we've created with them. We think stay united is a great brand and, you know, everyone's been really enjoying themselves coming to those events. The production has been top notch. Uh, the the robot keeps growing, getting bigger and bigger. So it's yeah. And I was gonna say, I saw pictures of the last event. That spaceship looked amazing. Like, yeah. Who, who did that? Who came up with that? Well, so Brandon, who unfortunately couldn't be here, he's in charge of our production department. And so he uh, and the Stay Bad guys kind of came up with the concept for the robot. And uh, oh, it is a robot. I thought it was a spaceship. No, it's 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 a giant robot. <laughs> oh, okay. And okay. <laughs> so, uh, if you look at the last flyer, the Audio Jack flyer, the robot that's on the flyer is kind of, you know, that's what that oh, okay. is. And I got it wrong. Sorry, no, no, you're fine. Uh, you're not the only one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, it's kind of the first one. It, it was smaller, and the second one with Audio Jack, it's morphed and getting bigger. And that's kind of the the whole idea is that every time you're going to come to one of these events. The production is going to grow and get bigger and change and Whoa. not just be the same thing over and that's over. Exciting. Well, you know, and that's something that, you know, give Brandon and our team credit, you know, you know, my base is that ever since we came to spin about, oh gosh, that's about four years ago. Mm -hmm. We, uh, we were challenged by Brando and Brandon, you know, the guys who run spin to kind of like step it up. Let's not just, you know, put turntables in the booth and, you know, have a DJ spin it, you know, any promoter can do that. Do something different. Step out of the box. Yeah. And, add some imagination. Well, and that's, you know, and that's where we really started stepping up our production. And, uh, you know, our first event with Spin was a Comic-Con event. It was an SD union. We had Planet of the Drums, which is a really huge, legendary U.S. drum and bass act uh, come through. They hadn't been in town for like six years. But what we did was we turned the club into a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Whoa. And for anyone who's out there who's old enough who's seen the movie or might have actually seen the movie but mad max escaped the thunderdome we built the thunderdome over the dj booth wow and so i mean you walked in and you thought you're in another world it was amazing oh my god that sounds amazing mm -hmm. i wish i could have been there <laughs> to experience it but talking about collaboration i want to come back to that topic really mm -hmm. quick a common challenge that I've heard from other artists that I've had here is the competitiveness in the community and, and the lack of collaboration between brands. So it's great that you guys are uniting forces, you and Stay Bad. What are some necessary elements to make a collaboration work? Open communication. Uh, I think everyone, 
being on the same page, uh, agreeing to what they're going to follow through on and, you know, just kind of everyone being in agreement on the plan moving forward. I, I think that, you know, to what you, you said, yeah, there, there is a lot of competition and, you know, there can be some, you know, Sandy ego comes in. Sandy ego. Oh know, my God. That was good. <laughs> but we, I, I think as long as you treat people how you want to be treated and, you know, you realize that the people that you're working with, you have to trust them and let them trust you. And that's the most important thing. And that's what we love about working with the Stay Bad and Flatline guys is that, you know, it's constant communication. It's, you know, everyone has their idea. No, no idea is dumb. Nothing is, you know, that's off great. the table. So it's, it's, it's great. And I think just everyone being on the same page is probably the most important factor. Yeah, it's fantastic that it works out sometimes that way. That you collaborate with like-minded individuals that are considered of each other's times and ideas. Mm -hmm. That's really important. So thank you for that. And now I have some questions for you individually. Okay. So Mr. MC Rita, I saw on your resident advisor profile that you are the best hype man in San Diego. <laughs> Can you show me what you got right now? Can you hype it up really oh, quick? Oh, no, not right now. No, are you <laughs> too much on the spot? You're like, no, I need to be in a, in a give club. Give me a few shots of tequila, then maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. We, now we know he can do it on the spot. He, he has to be like the right environment and some tequila. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll I tried. I got. I guess I gotta go to a show to see you do it live. July nineteenth, <laughs> our Comic Con event, SD Union. And how do you get into MCing? Oof. Uh, for me, I, I can't say how everyone gets into it, but for me personally, I again, I was in reggae bands, mm -hmm. and I was singing in a reggae band, and I had a DJ in my, who I went to high school with, walk up to me and basically say, "Hey, you sing really fast. <laughs> you should try MCing to drum and bass." And that's, I hadn't heard of it yet. And I was kind of was like, well, what are you talking about? Is that that rave acid ecstasy stuff? You know, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? No. And then. That's not me. I, 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 you know, literally four days later, someone pops a tape in front of me and they say, listen to this. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? And somebody, you know, they're like, oh, this is drum bass. And I, there was an MC on it. And all I remember is, you know. Hearing everybody move your body, move it plenty. in your body, body. And I was like, whoa, what is this? You know, it's like reggae influenced and, you know, and whatnot. And, you know, the friend's like, that's drum and bass. Out. I literally called that DJ that same day and I was like, I'm sorry. I want to come over and I want to try this MCing thing. Oh my God. Let's, let's do that. And I mean, that was almost 20 years ago. So and here you are, still going strong. Still MCing. Yeah. The best hype man of San Diego, y'all. <laughs> you heard it here. That's fantastic. So, and you're originally from Hawaii. Born and raised, yeah. So, so why, I was about 15. Why did you move to San Diego? Well, it was it was out of my hands, really. Uh, my your parents. Yeah, it same was, here. It, same here. It, it was uh, Hawaii became increasingly unaffordable for a single mom raising two kids. So uh, she, we were actually going to move to Oregon. And then she came to San Diego for a high school reunion and fell in love with San Diego again. So we ended up here, thankfully. Um, I know, same. I moved here when I was 12 from TJ because my dad worked here and he got tired of crossing the border every day. And I'm so glad I'm here. Honestly, I, I, I couldn't imagine Diego. what I would be if I still lived in Tijuana, even though it's 30 minutes away. No, I, I mean, I think about it. If I moved to Oregon, would I have ever found drum and bass like I did? Probably or not. electronic music or, you know how different would my life be? So I, you know, I love San Diego. It's, it's, 
I love this town. And speaking of the great things of San Diego, what are your thoughts really quickly about the San Diego electronic music community? You can start with positives and then anything that needs improvement, in your opinion. I think the positives is that we have a, a strong, strong scene. There's a lot of people going out to events. You have a lot of promoters that are throwing very quality events. And, uh, you know, giving people a space to dance every night of the week is is something that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you didn't have here. I mean, you were waiting months for a show. And if you were lucky, you got a few shows a month. So, you know, again, I a big shout out to all the promoters in town who work really hard. And, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, I think one of the negative things, but I don't necessarily think it's a negative thing. I think a lot of people let it get to them, but of the competition that you spoke of yes. is, you know, there's a lot going on. So it's easy to get discouraged while doing it. You know, I'm luckier. Whereas with the drum bass events, you know, there's not a lot of events going on. So it's, we're lucky in that aspect, but with the house and techno, it, you really have to be more selective. And, and I think that's where, you know, the open communication of promoters talking about their events is really helpful. And, you know, just in this last year, a, a chat was started on Facebook with all the promoters and, you know, it's, it's been tried before and didn't work, but this one's kind of worked more, I think, because I think just people are uh, realizing that why not be open to communication? Sure. It's going to help my event more. If I yeah, just, we, if we communicate. We're already such a small community. Why not help each other, right? I agree. All right. And last question before we go on the second mix. What advice would you give someone that is trying to throw events or get more involved in the industry? I would say um, volunteer. Volunteer. Ask your favorite crew if you can help them, if you can volunteer with them and learn. Because I think... Just trying to throw an event with no experience, you're you're really bound to set yourself up to fail. Uh, it's 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 a it's really hard. You what you come to terms with it here in San Diego, especially, is that you you need the rest of the community too. You know, it's like you have to rent gear from here. You have to, you know, ask this guy to help you in this way. And you know, it's just establishing good connections. It's well, and that's what it is. And it's it's being reliable on your word too. You know, and and being good on your word. You know, if you say you're going to you're going to help someone do something, do it. And then flake last minute. Yeah, you're not you're setting yourself up for failure right there. Yeah, it, it it's it, again, it's there's there's not a lot of money in the scene and it's it's hard. Be, you know, it's we big shout out to our entire United by Base team. You know, shout these out. guys work so hard for us and they are just grinding with whether it's promotion, production you know, just driving talent every which way, you know, for an entire month leading up to an event, they're all working on this event. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is, you know, the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes. So definitely. I well, would... thank you. Thank you for sharing all this. It's all vital information for everyone that has ever attended your event. They can watch this and then appreciate it a little more. I, I hope so. And, and again, <laughs> I, I appreciate them, you know, all of our attendees for their support and for coming out. Yeah, so exciting. And I think now it's time for a treat of drum and bass. Yeah, this is uh, our new podcast. We just launched our new uh, podcast network. It's the UBB Network. You can find us on Apple, uh, Google Play, Spotify. And this is the most recent release. It's SoCal Sessions Volume 9 with Ghost MD. Ooh, super exciting. 
Here we go. We're going to be back in less than 10 minutes to wrap up this interview with just one more question and some extra shout outs. So see you in a bit. Big up. I'm 
This makes this makes it sick. Yeah, it, Ghost oh. knocked it out of the park on that one. Yeah, it's like completely different, and that's what it's all about—just experiencing all the genres. All right, so, so United I, by Base is about. Yes. What does the future hold for United by Base and MC Rita? Well, I uh, <laughs> for United by Base, I hope it is nothing but you know, just the events getting bigger. And the community growing and our team growing and and just kind of, you know, just working with everyone that wants to work with us and that, you know, I guess each one teach one, treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, definitely. Any last shout outs or anything that you want your fans to know, the last thing? Well, shout out to everyone in the chat uh, on the live stream. I see you all you guys. Big up. Uh, big up to the United by Base crew. Big up to my SD Union family, all of my San Diego crews, all the promoters. Uh, let's see. Make sure to follow, subscribe on Facebook, Instagram. Go to our YouTube page if you want to check out sets from all of our events. They're all up there. Uh, check out the new podcast network, the UBB Network, on Apple Ooh. and all the streaming services. Awesome. Fantastic. I appreciate all of you who tuned in tonight. And as usual, I will upload the full show and interview soon on my YouTube channel. And, and I'll post all the links there for United by Base and SUNION and everything that you need to know. I hope you all enjoyed the show. See you next Thursday. Peace. Peace. <laughs>